Mater Dei Radio proudly presents The Glory of the Mass with Terry Ross. From the earliest roots of the Christian faith, music has played a central role in holy worship. For the next hour, let your spirits soar as we highlight selected pieces of beautiful sacred music from the rich history of the Catholic liturgy. Now, here's the host of The Glory of the Mass, Terry Ross. Welcome to The Glory of the Mass, a weekly program devoted to beautiful sacred music performed as part of the Catholic liturgy. I'm your host, Terry Ross, and in today's program, we'll concentrate on music for the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time and for the Feast of St. Luke, which occurs each year on October 18th. St. Luke, the inspired author of the Third Gospel and of the Acts of the Apostles, was a native of Antioch in Syria, a physician and one of the early converts from paganism. He accompanied St. Paul on a considerable part of his missionary journey. He was also Paul's companion when Paul was in prison at Rome on two different occasions. His account of these events, contained in the Acts, is first-hand history. St. Luke's Gospel is principally concerned with salvation and mercy and it contains some of our Lord's most moving parables, like those of the lost sheep and the prodigal son. Dante called St. Luke the historian of the meekness of Christ. It is also St. Luke who tells us the greater part of what we know about our Lord's childhood. According to tradition, Luke was an artist. He consecrated his pencil to the holiest use and handed down to us the features of the Mother of God. It was an illustration worthy of the gospel, which relates to the divine infancy, and it won for the artist the gratitude of those who never saw Jesus and Mary in the flesh. St. Luke did not personally know our Lord, and like St. Mark, the author of the second gospel, he is not included among the apostles. For this reason, the gospel chosen for their feast is the account of the sending forth of the 72 disciples. According to St. Jerome, St. Luke died in Achaia, Greece, at the age of 84, and it is unknown whether or not he died a martyr's death. His name means bringer of light. St. Luke wrote a greater volume of the New Testament, including the earliest history of the Church, than any other single author. Ancient traditions also acknowledge Luke as the founder of Christian iconography making him a patron saint of Christian artists, as well as of doctors and other medical caregivers. St. Luke is unique in being the first Christian physician on record. Untold thousands have followed in his steps. Physicians can look to St. Luke as an example, but so can historians, because his writings are very much in the Greek tradition. Some students of biblical history adduce from Luke's writings that he was the only evangelist to incorporate the personal testimony of the Blessed Virgin Mary, whose role in Christ's life emerges most clearly in his gospel. Some traditions hold that Luke became a direct disciple of Jesus before his ascension, while others hold that he became a believer only afterward. Now, you might already know that in these programs we focus on the parts of the Mass that are traditionally sung by a cantor or choir. Of these, there are ten. Five of them, called the proper, are on texts particular to the day of the church calendar, and five others, called the ordinary, 
whose texts are unchanging, are used at many different times of the church year, such as today's Mass by the 15th and 16th century Franco-Flemish composer Pierre de la Rue. These ten alternate with one another throughout the Mass until the final distribution of the Eucharist at Communion. The first five of these are called the proper because the text of each is specific to the day it is sung. Today, we'll hear all of these, the introit or entrance of the celebrant, the gradual sung after the first reading, the alleluia sung after the second, the offertory sung while the celebrant prepares the gifts for communion, and the communion sung while the gifts are distributed to the congregation. I found beautiful motet settings of three parts of the proper. We'll hear the other two in Gregorian chant. And we'll also enjoy all five parts of the ordinary, the Kyrie, the Gloria, the Credo, the Sanctus, and the Agnus Dei, in the form of Pierre de la Rue's Misa cum Jocundate, Mass with Jollity. We'll start with the first music of the Mass, the introit. Today's text is Ego Clamavi, from Psalm 116. I have called out because you answer me, O Lord. This will be sung for us in Gregorian chant by chant scholar Merrick Klein. Oh, 
today's introit ego clamavi sung in gregorian chant now it's time to start pierre de la rue's mass ordinary de la rue was a member of the same generation as josquin Dupré, and a longtime associate of the habsburg burgundian musical chapel with agricola brumel compare isaac obrecht and verbecke he ranks as one of the most influential and famous composers in the netherlands polyphonic style in the decades around 1500. We'll start with the Kyrie, the Lord have mercy, of his Misa cum Jocundate. The performers are the Hilliard Ensemble of Great Britain.
We've heard the Kyrie of the Missa Cum Yocondate by Pierre de la Rue. And now we'll go to the Gloria of the same Mass. In services, the Kyrie and the Gloria are usually sung without a pause between them, except for the intonation Gloria in Excelsis Deo, the opening words of the Gloria, or greater doxology. The singers again are the Hilliard Ensemble.
That was the Gloria of today's Mass Ordinary by Pierre de la Rue, probably written around 1500. We now come to the second part of the proper, the gradual, Salvum fac populum tuum, from Psalm 27. Save your people, O Lord. We hear this in a motet setting by the 19th century Austrian composer Anton Bruckner, who in addition to his symphonies also wrote a number of gradual settings. The singers are the St. Bride's Church Choir in London.
That was today's gradual in a motet arrangement by Anton Bruckner. Before we go on to the next section of the proper, the Alleluia, I thought it would be interesting to hear a motet by our featured composer, Pierre de la Rue. This is called O Salutaris Ostia, a text written by St. Thomas Aquinas. O saving victim, who expandest the door of heaven, hostile armies press, give strength, bear aid. The Heard Ensemble will sing this motet for us. We've heard the motet O Salutaris Ostia by Pierre de la Rue. And now we can go on to the Alleluia. Our text today is Lauda Anima Mea from Psalm 145. Praise the Lord, O my soul. We'll hear this sung as a motet by the high Renaissance master Orlando de Lasso, sung by E. Fiamingi, the Orchestra of Flanders.
that was our Alleluia for today. Praise the Lord, O my soul, in a motet arrangement by Orlando de Lasso. And now we've come to the spiritual midpoint of the Mass, the Nicene Creed. And it will be the credo of Pierre de la Rue's Misa Cum Yocundate, sung by the Hilliard Ensemble.
was a central bit of today's Mass Ordinary, the Credo, in a Mass Ordinary setting by Pierre de la Rue. And now, before the next part of the proper, here's one more motet by Pierre de la Rue, Vexila Regis, a 6th century text. Abroad, the regal banners fly, now shines the cross's mystery. The singers are the Hilliard Ensemble. Pierre de la Rue's motet, Vexila Regis, Abroad the Regal Banners Fly. The next part of the Mass proper is the offertory. Today's text is Meditabor in Mandatis Tuis from Psalm 118. I shall meditate upon your commandments, which I greatly love. And we're in luck because one of the very greatest Renaissance composers, Giovanni Pierluigi da Palestrina, set this text in motet form. We hear that version sung by the choir of Trinity College, Cambridge, conducted by the late Richard Marlowe.
That was Palestrina's beautiful setting of today's offertory, Meditabor. Now we've reached the Sanctus of the Mass Ordinary, the Holy, Holy, Holy. And here again, with Pierre de la Rue's Mass setting, are the singers of the Hilliard Ensemble.
We've heard the Sanctus and Benedictus of Pierre de la Rue's Misa Comiocundate, Mass with Jollity. Next up is the fifth and last part of the Mass Ordinary, the Agnus Dei, or Lamb of God. Again, it's Pierre de la Rue's music and the Hilliard Ensemble's singers.
That was the Agnus Day of our featured Mass for today, the Misa Comioconditate by Pierre de la Rue. And we've now arrived at the very last musical element of the Mass, the communion proper from Psalm 8, Domine Dominus Noster. O Lord, our governor, how admirable is your name in all the earth. This will be sung for us in traditional Gregorian chant by the Nova Scola Gregoriana. was the communion proper for today's celebration of the Feast of St. Luke, O Lord, our Governor.
And with that chant, we bring an end to today's program. I hope you've enjoyed the chant, the motets, and Pierre de la Rue's Mass Ordinary for the Feast of St. Luke. And I hope you'll tune in next week as we celebrate the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time with a smorgasbord of motets entitled Laudate Dominum. You can listen again to this program or to any of the programs in this series and see our playlist by visiting our website at materdayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. Once there, click on the programming menu and choose the Glory of the Mass 111. As always, we welcome your comments. You may email us at info at The Glory of the Mass is produced by Patrick Ryan for Mater Day Radio in Portland, Oregon. I'm your host, Terry Ross, wishing you a pleasant autumn weekend. This has been The Glory of the Mass with Terry Ross, a weekly examination of the beautiful music of the sacred liturgy of the Catholic Church. For more information about this program, including a playlist from today's show, visit The Glory of the Mass online at materdayradio.com. The Glory of the Mass is produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon.